we get into one of the more polarizing players on the LA Kings with a look pro and con at Quinton Byfield on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts. You're a fan of the show. Our downloads are up 11% from last month. Uh, We're also on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. At last check, we were at 2,107 subscribers. Uh, That is up 247 subscribers in the last month. Thank you to all who have helped grow the show, whether it's the podcast or the YouTube channel. It is much appreciated. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for 30 years. Hope you had a great weekend coming up on today's show. The Kings' top choice in the recent NHL draft is now officially an L.A. King. We've got some important news on this show that we want to pass along, so uh, pass around or along. So please stick around for that. And uh, we are going to give you details on uh, both the players signed by the Kings and big news involving this show coming up. But first, we want to discuss L.A. Kings forward Quentin Byfield. I have been saving this discussion a little bit because I know how many of you have strong opinions on him. And to be honest, I get it. Uh, We are going to get into the pros and cons, the reasons to be optimistic and pessimistic when it comes to Quentin Byfield and what his future may or may not hold with the LA Kings. But first, a quick bio on Quentin Byfield. He was born in Newmarket, Ontario, north of Toronto, August 19th, 2002. Uh, He was the first overall pick in the 2018 OHL draft and was named OHL and CHL Rookie of the Year, putting up 29 goals and 61 points in 64 games. He was a member of the gold medal winning team for Canada in the 2020 World Junior Championship, also took silver in 2021. He would be the second overall pick of the LA Kings in the 2020 NHL draft, and Quentin Byfield would end up signing a three-year entry-level deal with the LA Kings in October of 2020. So he's going into the final year of that entry level contract. Now we're going to get more into what Quentin Byfield has done in his brief pro career, as far as his statistics. Um, But we do want to talk a little bit more about Quentin Byfield, the player. And as we've done with most of our player profiles so far, we want to actually hear from the player themselves. They each pretty much each player had an exit interview with the media. Uh, then the following day after the season came to an end, which of course was game six of the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs with the loss to the Edmonton Oilers. And uh, Quentin Byfield was one of those players. I thought he had probably the most interesting exit interview of all the players, to be honest. Uh, I thought the questions were all spot on and he had some interesting answers as well um, because he's such an important player for the future of the Kings and uh, just uh, what that future holds certainly remains to be seen. So uh, if you want to check out the entire exit interview, you can, you can go to YouTube, type in Quentin Byfield exit interview. It'll be the first thing that pops up. You'll see uh, Q along with former Kings goalie, Jonas Corposalo. Some of the players did share 
uh, the stage for an exit interview. And that was the case in this one. Uh, so you can go and check out the full questions and comments if you want. I will be paraphrasing the questions and comments just to make it kind of be a little bit more conversational and flow along a little bit. Uh, and we thank the LA Kings YouTube channel for posting all the exit interviews for us to check out. The first question asked to Quentin Byfield was about playing on the top line and then being moved off the top line in the playoffs. And Byfield said that playing on the top line was a great opportunity for him, that he took advantage of it, uh, said that most ice time that he got um, you know, was showed that he had gained the trust of the coaches by playing on that top line. He said he took um, you know, away a lot of lessons by playing on the wing, and that will help his career going forward. And there's no doubt he's 100% right on all accounts. The ice time that he got this past season playing on the top line was invaluable. Earning the trust of coaches and your teammates is very important. And being versatile will absolutely help his career to give the, the Kings more options of where to play him in the lineup if he can play both center and wing and be effective. Uh, Byfield was asked about having some time in the AHL and how he's looking forward to playing a full NHL season. Uh, he said that he had to deal with injuries and sickness early in his career and that that was part of the process. He talked about breaking his ankle and missing 40 games the season before last and being sick and missing a month this season. He said going to the AHL helped him to get his weight back and his game back, and it was good for him, but he wants to be with the Kings for a full season next season. And if Quentin Byfield has some serious success this coming season, then his availability and his health overall is obviously going to be a big part of that. It's hard to truly evaluate a player unless you get to see him play a full 70 to 80 games this season. Hopefully that will be the case for Quentin Byfield. Uh, Q was asked about his illness last season. He didn't get specific into what it was. Uh, all he said was that he had a fever for a month, that he wasn't eating, had no appetite, and barely left his room for a month. So again, uh, you know, Quentin Byfield, uh, that obviously certainly hurt him uh, last season. And, and look, he's a guy who probably can't miss many meals. Uh, he is still a relatively thin frame. Uh, there is still growing to do as far as his body and he needs to get bigger and stronger going forward. So there was no doubt, unfortunately that illness did play a factor in his development last season. Uh, Byfield was told how it took time for Adrian Kempe and Gabe Velarde to develop. And if that gave him confidence, the organization was going to be patient with him. And he said, yes, he pointed out that Gabe and juice spent time in the AHL, but are now playing amazing hockey. Byfield talked about the experience he got in the regular season and the playoffs and said there was a lot to take away from it. He said that he still has a lot to improve on, uh, talked about learning lessons and getting older and stronger. And he's right. And the question was correct. Uh, while Velarde and Kempe were not number two overall picks with the expectations that come along with that, they were both high first round draft choices and each took longer than expected to develop into key contributors. In the case of Kempe, he didn't become an NHL elite goal scorer until his eighth year of pro hockey, his sixth year in the NHL. Byfield will be entering his fourth pro season and third in the NHL this coming season. Byfield was asked where he felt he made the biggest strides and what he felt he has to work on this summer. He said that he thought that he now has more confidence in himself, where he said there might have been a lack of confidence last year. I said it gave him confidence that the coaching staff put him on the top line with two amazing players and he's able to work with them and they helped him grow uh, as for what he needs to work on. He said that he uh, needs to work on his puck protection, making more plays for those guys talking about Kempe and, and Kobitar 
and he said it all leads to confidence and growth. Uh, I thought that was an interesting answer. Um, sometime when you think about coaches filling out a lineup, it's you just think about putting the best lineup out there. But sometimes you have to take a bigger picture and maybe seeing how a player can be, I don't know, you know, getting a promotion like Quentin Byfield did on that top line, which I have to admit I did not see coming, uh, how that can affect their confidence and how that can affect their ability to grow and get better maybe sooner rather than later. So it was kind of a bold move at the time. I do give Tom McClellan and his staff credit for making that move, switching Byfield from center to wing and uh, how that was able to affect his confidence going into next season. Uh, QB was asked about the expectations since being drafted and if things are getting any easier or will it not get easier until he plays a full season. Uh, Byfield said that he needs to play a full season and to be fully healthy. That being a high pick comes with pressure, but everyone has pressure. He said you play to prove some people wrong. Uh, This year he said he was trying to play the game uh, and trying to win every night, and that's all that matters to him. He said that uh, that's you know uh, stats are one thing, but if you want to win games and make the playoffs, that's what really matters. Uh, and that's kind of the standard answer you would expect, maybe a cliched answer, but he's not wrong. Uh, every player wants to put up points, and frankly, that's a big part of how much money you're going to get paid. So obviously, it's very important to players. But ultimately, especially in a sport like hockey, where I think a lot of times it's not just lip service, players are all about winning. Uh, It's about helping your team be the best it can be, doing your job. Uh, And if that comes at, you know, the lack of numbers, then I think players are willing to accept that. I think coaches are willing to understand that. And some fans uh, are as well. If you're helping the team be better, even if you're not getting the numbers, then that's certainly a positive. And it's hard to argue that Quentin Byfield, while he did not have the stats last year, did help that top line play its best hockey when he was with them. So that is the, you know, obviously very important. Uh, the final question asked to Quentin Byfield was if he prefers to play center or wing. And he said that he wants to play wherever he can be effective and help the team. He also said though, that he's played center his entire life and, but he does want to play where he can be effective and help the team. I think uh, if it was up to Byfield, he'd rather play center And again, because as he said, that's where he's the most comfortable. That's where he doesn't have to really think about what he's doing. He can kind of react because he's played that position his whole whole life. That said, pretty sure if you ask Quentin Byfield, you can play center on the fourth line or wing on the top line. Uh, He's going to pick playing wing on the top line because that's going to be more minutes. It's going to be a more important role. Uh, And uh, and yeah, I think that makes sense. So yes, he'd probably prefer to play center ultimately, but he's not going to turn down playing wing on the top line if that is the role that the LA Kings decide to put him in. So if you are a skeptic of Quentin Byfield, I'm going to give you an example of why maybe you shouldn't be. That's next on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Take your first swings at betting on Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount back in a bonus bet up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend on anything from the money line to over-unders or who you want to bet on who might hit the host first home run of a game, uh, all on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There is no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. 
to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, if you're one of those Quentin Byfield naysayers, I offer you Tage Thompson. Now, maybe you know who he is. Maybe you don't. Uh, He is the son of former L.A. Kings defenseman Brent Thompson, and he has turned into an NHL star. But it didn't happen overnight. Uh, Tage Thompson has some interesting similarities to Quentin Byfield. Tage Thompson is six foot six. Quentin Byfield six foot five. Both were first round picks, although Byfield a second overall pick. Thompson was the twenty sixth player selected by the St. Louis Blues in two thousand sixteen. Tage Thompson struggled, and it took time for him to develop, in part due to his size. First season he played with the St. Louis Blues, forty one games, three goals, and six assists. Then he was traded to the Buffalo Sabres in the Ryan O'Reilly deal. Uh, first year in Buffalo, 65 games, seven goals, 12 points. Next season, he got hurt, played only one game the entire season. And then the season after that, 38 games, eight goals, 14 points. By comparison, Quentin Byfield in his first season played 32 games as a pro. Um, six of them came at the NHL level. He had six goals, excuse me, eight goals and 13 points, all but one of them. Uh, those points came in the AHL. Next season, 40 games with the Kings, 11 with the Rain, 9 in L.A. He had 9 goals and 16 points. Uh, I should say 5 goals and 10 points with the Kings. Uh, and then the next season, last season, 53 games in the NHL, 16 in the AHL, 11 goals, 37 points, 3 goals, 19 of those points came with the L.A. Kings. So just to kind of put it together, parts of four seasons in the NHL for Tage Thompson He had 145 games played, 18 goals, 35 points, and there were legitimate concerns if he'd ever turn into anything special. For Quentin Byfield, parts of three seasons, 99 NHL games, eight goals, 33 points, and there are concerns among some that'll ever turn into anything special. Back to Tage Thompson. In his fifth NHL season, he explodes. Uh, 21-22, 38 goals, 68 points, He's 24 years old. The next season, last season, 47 goals, 94 points at the age of 25. Last two seasons again for Tage Thompson, his fifth and sixth seasons in the NHL, 156 games, 95 goals, 162 points. He is now an elite NHL player and his best may still be yet to come. And I think this is the concern for people who have talked about Quentin Byfield and making a judgment on him at this point in his career. Now, he may never score 47 goals in a season, but I think people still feel a fully matured Quentin Byfield when he's in his fifth or sixth NHL seasons, when he's 24 and 25 years old, can be an exceptional player. Now, if you watched our draft preview show, we had the host of Locked on NHL Prospects and our draft analyst, Hadi Kalakesh, he said in four years, Quentin Byfield will be the best player on the LA Kings. Now, that would be when he's 25 years old. And that's an opinion. That's not a fact. Uh, but it is something to think about. Now, again, there's no guarantee that Quentin Byfield will go along the same career path as Tage Thompson. But I think it's a fair comp. Um, we've heard, if you remember, at the NHL draft that Byfield was going to need more time to mature and grow and get physically bigger and stronger. And he was going to need 
more time to grow and mature both physically and mentally. Now, if you told those draft experts back then what Quentin Byfield has turned to to this point, I think most of them would be willing to say, yeah, that sounds about right. That's not a surprise. Um, I, I have said all along, I think it is still way too early to make a final judgment on Quentin Byfield. And I, I hope the numbers we pointed out with Tage Thompson are a bit of a reason why. We also talked about Gabe Velarde and Adrian Kempe. And I think, and it's, it's somewhat understandable, but where Quentin Byfield was drafted is a big reason why people have the expectations that they do. But maybe that's not quite realistic. Maybe it's fair. Maybe it isn't. But again, it does take time. And especially a specific player like a Quentin Byfield, when he was drafted, still needed to put a lot of muscle on, still needed to grow physically and mentally. Uh, and again, it was it's not a surprise that he hasn't taken off yet. Uh, the people who are supposedly experts in this in this field all said at the time, it's going to take some time with Quentin Byfield. And it has. Now, would we all love for him to be putting up, you know, 20 goals, something like that, 40 points? Sure, of course. But I don't think, I still don't think, and I, I honestly, I don't even know if this season is still fair to uh, really, really make a judgment on what he is or what he isn't yet. It's still, again, he's 20. He's going to turn 21 coming up uh, during this season. So still a very young player. Uh, we've talked about some injury issues. We'll talk about them more in a second, but there's still time for Quentin Byfield. And and again, maybe Tage Thompson can be a bit of a template for him and for the people who have already passed judgment on Quentin Byfield that it's just too early at this point. So why are so many Kings fans down on Quentin Byfield? Or so it seems. Well, um, we'll ask that question and tell you why they may have a right to be. Uh, that's next on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Check out Locked on LA, uh, check out Locked on NHL uh, to keep you updated on everything going on in the league. They uh, do have debate and analysis on all the latest news in the NHL. That's Locked on NHL on YouTube and your favorite podcast apps. So we've talked about Tage Thompson, and even if you don't like that comp, uh, we've talked about Adrian Kempe. We've talked about Gabe Velarde. So why are so many fans when there's evidence to show that it needs to take a little bit, we need to take a little bit more of a patient approach with Quentin Byfield. Why are there so many fans seemingly down on Quentin Byfield? Well, it's, there's an easy answer and his name is Tim Stutzla. Now you probably know who he is, but if you don't, he was the player the Kings could have drafted number two overall instead of Quentin Byfield. And Stutzla then went number three to the Ottawa Senators, and all he has done so far is clearly be the best player in the 2020 NHL draft. Way better than Byfield and better than supposed generational talent. Number one overall pick, Alexi Lafreniere, selected by the New York Rangers. Stutzla has more goals, 73, assists, 104, and points 177 than any other player taken in the 2020 draft. And it's not even close. And he could have been an LA King. Uh, he has 26 more goals than Lafreniere. He has 42 more assists and 75 more points than the second player selected in that draft has in those categories. That would be Lucas Raymond 
of the Detroit Red Wings. Kings fans can see what they could have had in Tim Stutzla right now. And as a comparison, they see Quentin Byfield as an underachiever or even a bust. It's not fair, but it's understandable. And at the time, again, experts said when comparing the two and debating who the LA Kings should take at number two, should it be Byfield, should it be Stutzla? Those experts said if they want the NHL-ready player now, Tim Stutzla is the man. He'd been playing with men overseas in a pro league, and he, his development was already NHL-ready, uh, where Quentin Byfield was going to take more time. He was the lanky, rangy, tall, needing to put more weight on type of guy. He still needed to develop mentally and physically. It was going to take some time for Quentin Byfield. And those people have turned out to be right so far. But those same people said, in the end, Quinn Byfield would end up having the better career than Tim Stutzler. Now, I don't know if you ask those people, would they be willing to double down on that statement now at this point, if many of them would, because Stutzler has been that good. Um, but again, the point is still valid. Uh, that those people said it's going to take more time, and it so far it has taken more time. Now, uh, will Quentin Byfield ever catch Tim Stutzla? That would be difficult to believe because Stutzla is so far away that I don't think Quentin Byfield would see him with a telescope at this point. But again, that, I think that is more of a credit to Stutzla than it should be necessarily a criticism of Quentin Byfield. Again, if you took Tim, Tim Stutzla out of the equation, Quentin Byfield doesn't look that bad by comparison to some of the other players taken. But again, Stutzla was NHL ready. He's been pretty much kicking ass since the first season he was in the NHL and continues to be a solid, solid player for the Ottawa Senators. And again, Kings fans see that. They think that guy should be on the Kings and Quentin Byfield then stinks. Uh, it's not really fair, but that's, you know, being a fan doesn't necessarily you know mean you have to be fair. And if you were one of those people at the time that said they should take Stutzla over Byfield, scoreboard for you. You So far, you have absolutely proven to be correct. Now, as far as Quentin Byfield goes, and if you're down on him, if you don't think he's going to turn into a great player, I do think there is something else to be concerned about, and that is his health. He hasn't had a lot of great luck so far health-wise. Um, he had a broken wrist in junior the season he was drafted, suffered a fractured ankle in 2021, and then last season with this illness that we talked about. Is he fragile? Is he unlucky? We'll see. Uh, I do think it is important to see more production from him, to see more numbers. Um, but I think it's also equally important to see him stay healthy for a full season, to see him play 70 to 80 games, and then see what the numbers are as a result. If he can continue to get those first-line minutes and continue to be uh, an important player, then the numbers should come. But it all starts with him staying healthy and hopefully that's the case. If there's something else that comes up this year, another injury, another illness, you got to start to wonder what is it with this guy? Because there are some players you've seen them in all different sports that for whatever reason, just cannot stay healthy. And if you can't get on the ice, you can't get better. You can't validate, you know, being the second overall pick. So on and so forth. So forth. I am still willing to be patient with Quentin Byfield. And I think there is still time, but you know, I get why some people are concerned um, if you, and you know, I, with the injuries, with the production, it's not people, there are the people who are really critical of Quentin Byfield. It's not from out of nowhere. It's not just because they're negative people. There are legitimate reasons to be concerned 
But again, I also don't think it's just wishful thinking to say he still has a couple more years before you can really, really make a fair assessment on what type of player he is or what type of player he's going to be. I do have an important announcement to make about this show, and we're going to get into that in just a second. Uh, But I do want to let you know about one bit of King's news that came down over the weekend. It might have actually came out late Friday, I think after maybe we did the uh, the feedback show. But regardless, uh, the LA Kings did sign their first pick in this past year's draft, the second round selection, defenseman Jakob Dvorak. He gets a three-year entry-level deal worth an average annual value of $900,000 per season. He was the 54th overall pick in the draft, six foot five, 210-pound defenseman who spent last season playing in the top league in his native Czech Republic or Czechia. Uh, the 18-year-old Dvorak has represented his home country in two International Ice Hockey Federation under-18 men's world championships in 2022 and 2023, and he was the captain of the Czechia team in 2023. So it is official. Welcome to the Los Angeles Kings, defenseman Jakob Dvorak. All right, so let's get to the announcement. Um, Even though we love to tell you we are your team every day, and it is a big, important part of this show, the Locked On NHL Network is also realistic. Late July, August are some pretty dead periods in the NHL news-wise. Now, September, things get ramped up, rookie camp, training camp, preseason, and then, of course, the season in October. Um, But because of that, the Locked On Network has told us, the hosts of the NHL shows, that we do not have to continue to do five shows a week, that if we so choose, we can do three shows a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Now, I took over this show last July because I was a new host and I wanted to build a new audience and also make a good impression on the old audience. I did a show every day in July and August. Matter of fact, I have done a show every Monday through Friday since I took over this show a little over a year ago. But I have to be honest, the next seven to eight weeks uh, would be a challenge to keep that going. Uh, We'd be talking about content for like 35 to 40 shows. And uh, I also have to be honest, doing this show five days a week for an entire year, it's been a lot. And uh, I also don't want to get burned out doing the show. So the big announcement is that for the next month or so, uh, you can expect a show Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Now, there's no rule that says we can't have four shows a week or five shows a week. So just for the next month, uh, we will definitely have a show Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, We'll still probably have a special guest join us each week. We'll still have the fan feedback show. And then we'll have a show on Monday that is a player profile or a prospect profile or some kind of special feature. Uh, And if there's news that comes out that we need to talk about, then we'll absolutely have some extra shows. Uh, But again, I did want to let you guys know that for the next month or so, just going to be three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Hope you guys will uh, appreciate where I'm coming from with this and uh, understand. And then uh, at some point, um, somewhere late August, uh, we'll start having Monday, Monday through Friday shows again. But uh, for about a month or so, we're going to step back a little bit, going to catch our breath a little bit um, and just have three shows a week. So that's the big announcement. Want to let you know about that. We are still your show every day, but again, 
to be realistic and to be fair to all the hosts, they do kind of uh, let us have a little bit of a uh, kind of a break period, usually late July and the month of August, that kind of uh, time period. So again, Monday, Wednesday, Friday going forward. And I uh, hope you guys will appreciate that. And I also, frankly, um going to ask for your help a little bit. Um, you know, we talk about this being uh, your team every day. Well, it's also your show, right? It's your show as well. So if you have any ideas that you want to pass along for content, for shows, I would love to get your ideas. Uh, anything that you think would be interesting to talk about. It could be a serious topic. It could be a fun topic. As long as it's LA Kings related, uh, it could be some sort of a, you know, a feature or a, a research project, something like that. I am willing to take any ideas. Can't guarantee I'm going to do all of them, but like I said, would love to get some ideas and maybe off of your ideas, I get another idea about something. So I'm sure you know this already, but I'm going to pass it along again. The email address locked on Eddie at gmail.com E D D I E locked on Eddie at gmail.com. Got any ideas for a show? Feel free to pass it along. I'd love to get your ideas. And you can also post them in the comments on the YouTube channels as well for you. Everydayers. Uh, again, it's just going to be three days as an everydayer, uh, this week, but, uh, coming up on Wednesday, we are going to be joined by former LA Kings player and current radio analyst, Daryl Evans. He'll stop by, talk about the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade, talk about the Cam Talbot signing and more. Uh, and we will have another Kings fan feedback show on Friday. I'm guessing the opinions on Quentin Byfield alone will be enough to fill up a, a full feedback show as well. Your comments, welcome in the email form. Uh, also, you could send them, like I said, uh, you could put your comments in the YouTube uh, comment section. And uh, if you want to stay connected with the show on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Locked on LA Kings. And if you do follow me on Twitter, that would be Locked on LA Kings. If you follow the show account and I see that you're a Kings fan, if you've got some sort of a Kings picture on your wallpaper or your little avatar, if there's something in the bio that talks about you being a Kings fan, I will follow you back. Now, there are some bots that get on there and things like that. Or, you know, if I see a profile and it doesn't seem to say anything about hockey or the Kings, I might not follow back. But like I said, if there's anything in your profile that says you're a Kings fan, I will follow you back. And if you want to message me directly through Twitter, a question, a comment, anything, you can also do that as well. Those things are are welcome. All right. That is going to do it for today's show. Thank you very much, as always, for listening and watching. I'm Eddie Garcia. Uh, Have a great day. We will talk to you on Wednesday when we're joined by special guest Daryl Evans. Until then, go Kings go.